most of the times I just stay here watching movies and maybe sometimes I read some books which I'm keeping right now from our library. Every day is now a lazy day for William Leonard, a fourth-year humanities student at Chancellor College. All he does now is watching movies or reading books. He usually stays home as his guardians, a sister and her husband, attend to their business and their four children go to school. He is the only one in this house with nothing to do. At 28, William still looks up to his sister and an in-law for literally everything from food to clothing. He had hoped to get employment soon after graduating this year. Alas, now that seems a far-fetched dream. Pangs of the academic freedom saga. Uh, emotionally, psychologically, it's like a barrier to me now. Unless this issue is dealt with accordingly at the right time, maybe in 2012, by the end of that year, maybe that would be my final year of doing studies at Chelsea College. William grew up in a community that didn't prioritize education. Many youths in his village in Mangochi district never went beyond secondary education because they mostly opted to trek to South Africa for employment. But with the encouragement of his secondary school teacher, William wanted to be different. He worked hard until he was selected to Chancellor College of the University of Malawi in 2008. For William, only education would unshackle him from his bondage of poverty and assure him of a bright future. Looking at my life, I've spent most of the time in rural areas where I come from. Most people go to uh, Johannesburg. But just when he could smell the fruits of his toil, the academic freedom saga begins. It all started when Police Inspector General Peter Mukito summoned Associate Professor Blessing Sinsinga over an example he gave in class. The example apparently drew parallels between Malawi's current fuel crisis and the uprising that toppled the government in Egypt. Lecturers at the institution were annoyed by Mukito's actions and immediately started boycotting classes, demanding an apology from the IG. He has never done so to date. After all, the police boss had the backing of the president. Mr. Mukito, the Inspector General of Malawi Police Service, will not apologize to anyone. On their part, Chancellor College lecturers made it clear they would not resume teaching unless Mr. Mukito apologized. This created a standoff that clearly does not show signs of abating. In the midst of it all, the University Council fired four lecturers viewed as leaders. Later in June, President Bingo Amtarika ordered the reopening of Chancellor and Polytechnic Colleges. In the best interest of the students, the Chancellor College and the Polytechnic should be reopened on 4th July 2011 with the hope that some catching up of the time lost can be achieved. Smiles were plastered on the faces of the students because they thought the presence call would mark the end of the academic impasse. But the lecturers demanded that the University Council reinstate the fired four lecturers if they are to resume work. So the students' hopes of resuming studies were dashed. They got so angry with the development, so much so that they decided to hold an indefinite vigil. William says he took part in the vigil to press for the resumption of classes at the college. 
He says he could not just sit and wait for someone to fight for his right. To show that this issue is really affecting me, I had to participate. And every demonstration, I was there participating. But on 1st September 2011, the High Court in Blantyre ordered Chancellor College students to leave the campus within 48 hours. Judge Joseph Manyungwa, concerned with the plight of the students, ordered the council to resolve the impasse within 21 days. The period has since elapsed with no end in sight while the innocent student suffers. Dr. Jessica Buirakapasula, president of the Chancellor College Academic Staff Union, maintains that unless they are assured of academic freedom guaranteed under the Malawian constitution, classes will not resume. I think what we should be saying is how do we get things to be done right? Not asking a certain party to actually pave way for wrongness to continue. And now the hope is that with the appointment of the new education minister, things might change. Soon after his appointment, Dr. George Chaponda told ZBS the impasse is among his priorities. Since I became a minister of uh, education, science and technology, I have been trying to understand all the issues uh, involved and then from it try to see how best to map a way forward. I have been at the university as chancellor. I have uh, met the council who briefed me on all the issues involved. Commentators feel the academic freedom saga is dealing a huge blow to the country's development, saying the repercussions of all this will be felt in the near future. Mzuzu University political science lecturer Mr. Noam Boira says the current academic freedom saga requires political will. I believe and strongly say this saga, very political in nature, is a contest for power and authority between two opposing forces. And therefore the only way we can solve this problem is by looking at it from a political angle and uh, trying to appeal to the stakeholders to have the interest of the nation at heart and not their own political agenda. Meanwhile, the student, William, pleads for seriousness to find lasting solutions to the impasse. I'm just asking right now is these people should have mess on us. Enough is enough. It's a high time that those who have authority should address this issue amicably so that we go back and complete our studies. That is simply William Leonard's hope as he continues watching movies and reading books at his sister's home at Kawal in Longwe and hopes only time will tell. Winston Mwale, ZBS News, Lilongwe. Thank you, Rick.